0: What is up, Solo Cups? My name is John Solo, and this is Messed Up Origins, the show where I break down the weird and wild history of your favorite fairy tales, myths, and nursery rhymes. Today's topic is none other than Baba Black Sheep, the tragic tale of a lone barnyard animal that is forced to give all of its wool to its master, his dame, and some random little boy who lives down the lane. Okay, so it may not be that tragic when you take the lyrics literally, but it turns out their origins may be rooted in the oppression of the common people by medieval England's aristocracy. Oppression that led to lost wages, starvation, and death, so. That is tragic. Or at least, that's a theory. Some of you may have heard the song was actually inspired by the United States' slave trade and should therefore never be sung again, but that idea is verifiably false, and later on, I'm going to explain why. Without further ado, the messed up origins of Baba Black Sheep. Chapter 1. So for those who've never heard this nursery rhyme before, cause I imagine there's gotta be a few of you out there, the modern day lyrics usually go like this. Ba, ba, black sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags full, one for the master and one for the dame, and one for the little boy who lives down the lane. Now, like most nursery rhymes, the lyrics appear to be pretty random and illogical. I mean, it does make sense for people to want the wool because you need it to make a bed in Minecraft and how else are you gonna make sure you spawn in the right place? But tell me, Why is this person talking to a sheep? How does the sheep talk back? If they both speak English, then why did one of them say Baa Baa in the beginning? And to echo the great Bo Burnham, where are this little boy's parents? Is he living down the lane by himself? And if so, who signed his lease? Well, sadly, I haven't found the answers to any of these particular questions, but I can tell you those weren't always the lyrics, though the original version is still pretty similar. Included in Tommy Thumb's Pretty Songbook, published in England in 1744, the lyrics appear as follows. Baa Baa, a black sheep, have you any Wool, Yes, old mate, I have three bags full. Two for my master, one for my dame, none for the little boy that cries in the lane. Did you notice the big difference between these two versions? In the modern one, everybody gets a bag of wool, but in the original, the master gets two, the dame gets one, and the little boy gets none, despite the fact that he's crying for it. Remember that because it's an important part of the song's origins that we're talking about next section. In the meantime, though, I've got to tell you about the melody, which sounds like this. So I'm sure we can all agree that if a sleepy terrorist held a gun to our head and told us that we had to sing Baba Black Sheep so we could fall asleep, our rendition would sound something like that jam, but in the early days, there was no official melody. Pretty weird to think about, right? It wasn't until 1879 when a book called Nursery Rhymes and Games was published in Philadelphia by A. H. Rosewig that the words and that tune were matched. But as many of you know, that melody is not actually exclusive to Baba ba Black Sheep. Both the Alphabet Song and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star are sung in the same tune. So which one was the original? As it turns out, none of them. Before any of these jams used the melody it belonged to a French children's song called Oh Shall I Tell You Mama, which Mozart further popularized with his famous piano composition, where he played 12 variations of it. Anyone who wants to hear some of those variations, which to put it simply are all a different degree of fancy, there's a really cool video by Rousseau that goes through them. Now, according to historian Henry Davidson, that nursery rhyme still isn't the first use of the melody. He claimed it came from a French pastoral song from 1740. Unfortunately, I don't know if by pastoral he meant in the Farming Sense, or in the spiritual sense, but if it did come from an old farming song, it's only appropriate that it wound up being used for Baa Baa Black Sheep. But now, Solo fam, you know where the melody came from and the earliest version of the lyrics, so let's talk about the events that led to the song's creation in the first place. Chapter Two. So before we get into what inspired Baa Baa Black Sheep, let's talk about something that definitely didn't the slave trade in the United States of America. I know, kind of an intense and awkward way to start this section off, but I feel like it's important for us to sort through this so we can put anyone who's heard this theory at ease. Now, while it may seem like an idea that was put forth sometime after 2013, when the progressive extremists started to label just about everything in America as being offensive to someone's culture, this theory has actually been floating around the United Kingdom since the 1980s. The first written mention of it comes from the March 1986 issue of New Scientist magazine. It refers to a professor who told their students studying to work with children that they should never sing them Ba Ba Black Sheep, as it's anti black derogatory, offensive, and originated in the deep Southern U.S. as a song of contempt. Only here's the problem with that interpretation, or should I say, multiple problems. One, as mentioned earlier, the rhyme was first put into print back in 1744, making it at least three decades older than the United States, with the oral version going back even farther. Two, the Southern U.S.'s main crop was cotton, not wool, and while they both can be white and fluffy, they are definitely not interchangeable. And three, not that it matters, but cotton wasn't even widely produced in the US until Eli Whitney's cotton gin was invented in 1794. 50 years after the song was put into print. Thankfully, this theory never caught on with the mainstream and judging from the article was even shut down by the students it was being taught to, but that wasn't the only time that educators tried to push this idea on their students. There's a report from BBC back in 2000 that talks about when education chiefs on the city council of Birmingham issued a warning that the racially offensive rhyme never be taught in schools. That is until several black parents wrote and called the city council to condemn the order as ridiculous, then they dropped the. The idea entirely. And for those who think they hear a little salt in my tone, you'd be right about that but let me explain why. This isn't the case of, "why wow, people are too sensitive. Let me make my offensive jokes because I enjoy making others uncomfortable. It's more out of concern that these weird, creepy, uninformed people are trying to erase important parts of culture and history that they personally choose to interpret as offensive, even when all of the evidence and facts are against them. And what makes this so weird and creepy to me is the steps those educators had to take to reach the conclusions that they did. I mean, if they did any research about their theories, they would have prove themselves wrong immediately, but instead they thought, hey, this nursery rhyme has the word black in it. That must mean it was made to insult black people. Now, how does the rest of the song fit my hunch? You see what I mean, professor? Like if you're creating racism where there wasn't any before, wouldn't that make you the bigot? I'll let you answer that one for yourself. In the meantime, I'm gonna move on from this uncomfortable subject that might cost me my career and discuss the equally tantalizing topic of taxes. Chapter 3. As is evident from the previous section and previous episodes of this show, most nursery rhymes have had a lot of origin theory suggested without much, if any, corroborating evidence. That being said, this theory, proposed by Catherine L. S. Thomas in her book, The Real Personages of Mother Goose, is about as close as we're gonna get to a true origin of Baba Black Sheep. She claimed the rhyme dated back to 1275 in medieval England and referred to resentment at the heavy taxation of wool that was just introduced. Now, some important context, wool trade was one of the most important factors in the medieval English economy and is even said to have had the single biggest impact on Britain's economy than any other commodity. With that in mind, under this new system known as the Great Wool Tax, any farmer who cultivated and sold wool would only keep a third of the money it generated. The other two thirds would go to the king and his beneficiaries like the church and wealthy nobility. So the working class was pretty pissed. And to make matters worse, the demand for wool was so high back then that a huge portion of the country was transformed into pastures for sheep to graze. This meant less crops being farmed, which in turn meant less demand for field labor leaving a huge portion of the working class without jobs, which led to the painfully slow starvation and death of many of England's common folk. And supposedly it was from this chaos that Baba Black Sheep emerged. Someone somewhere in England thought up the rhyme as a way to not only mock the royals in charge, but also express frustration at their current situation. The master who receives two bags of wool symbolized the king and the wealthy nobility that he shared his loot with. The dame who only got one bag was the farmer and the little boy who received none and cried in the lane was the common people who gained no advantage from this new system and were demanding change from the king. At least that's the theory. You don't necessarily have to believe it, but you've got to admit it fits a whole lot better on the timeline than the one that professor suggested back in the eighties. For that one to make sense, there would have to be a time traveling racist running around somewhere. And if that's the case, drive recklessly. I'm hoping at least four of you would have gotten that reference without the clip. But anyway, that Solo fam was the messed up origins of Ba Ba Black Sheep. If you don't know, now you know. Thank you all for tuning in to the Messed Up Origins podcast. We're posting episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So don't forget to sacrifice the five star and follow buttons to the algorithm gods to make sure they bless your feed with more mythological and folklore content. If you have any thoughts on this episode you'd like to share, like if you really enjoyed it or are dying to correct my pronunciation of something, hit me up under the Messed Up Origins handles on Twitter and Instagram. And to those who are craving more Messed Up Origins, feel free to check out other episodes of the podcast or look up my YouTube channel called John Solo to experience the original episodes complete with visual aids and custom-made artwork. Until next time, Solo fam, my name is John Solo, and don't forget, John shot first.